Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What up, everyone? Happy 420. We're doing a live AMA Ask Me Anything with your beautiful co-host, Miggy and Tom. How y'all doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm seeing that Miggy's using the bong. I have this uh, vape pen of medical goodness. But yeah. happy 420, everybody. Uh, everybody's passing the virtual joint this year, which kind of sucks. Yeah. That's a whole and there's like norm. 90 of these going on right now. Yeah, like everybody that has a cannabis media reach at all is doing one of these things. So uh, if this is the 50th one you've joined, great. Uh, rip some bongs. Uh, ask questions in the comments. Like if you have any questions about Miggy's activism or all the stuff that I do for helping teams uh, get their cannabis license. Uh, so we'll talk about those. We'll talk about some of the questions that my clients have had. Uh, and yeah, um, Good times. <laughs> so what are you working on now, dude, as far as uh, the application of shit? Are you all done? We're all wrapped up? Oh, no. I just did a customer appreciation for the, the clients over the weekend, and they have um, customer appreciation. Happy 420. We uh, did a free update to a couple of their exhibits to take care of uh, additional time that was provided by for the teams, but also uh, to address certain things that became relevant uh, since the time of uh, the shelter in place orders. So we, we made sure to bolster our clients um, applications and beef them up just a little bit more because the state has allowed you to have uh, a free one in the sense that now you can apply again. So you can apply again for your, let's say you applied to meet the previous deadline. Uh, and, and then they gave you these two extensions. So like you have an application and you wouldn't be able to take advantage of the additional time, but the state of Illinois said you can apply again, no charge. So we saw that we saw the writing on the wall with, uh, cannabis being essential and, uh, the coronavirus and, uh, created some new narrative for the teams and, you know, customer appreciation, no charge. Nice dude. Yep. Nice. I am trying to fight for uh, home deliveries here in Washington. You know, your and I's conversation has 
would say, uh, enlighten me on the process more and more every time. And especially, you know, when you get involved in the goddamn process. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's mind numbing. Uh, but here in Washington, we're such a unique beast as far as, uh, uh, we have the WSLCB. I've told you about the Washington state liquor control board. This board is appointed by the governor. Uh, and then when the board decides, Hey, uh, we don't want to take responsibility for making a decision, like say home grow rights. We're going to leave it up to the legislator. And so how do you get something like that resolved, like a home delivery issue that's during a pandemic? That's right. Because like, let's start answering some of these questions because they will have duplicative answers. For example, Anthony is over in PA and he's like, hey, you know, what's the state of PA since the rec- it's technically recreational for CBD? Uh, are we able to home grow CBD flour or would I get in trouble for that? Now, you know, what's the status of Pennsylvania? What's the status of home delivery in Washington? What's the status of home delivery, delivery in Illinois? Uh, are the legislatures even meeting? I thought the legislatures were not meeting. That's one of the things. And so uh, you can't get any policy passed when the government is essentially closed. So hopefully uh, I know that there's a bill in Illinois for home delivery regarding uh, the Pennsylvania CBD. I don't know. You would have to look. And you just can't grow CBD flour, especially considering the USDA regulations that are going into effect for the next crop year. And any CBD flour that you are trying to grow, you would need a license for, uh, from my understanding of how both the federal and then usually your state regulations work. Like I can easily get my Illinois hemp grower license. Very easy to get. And then I could start growing it. Can I grow it in home? Uh, perhaps, perhaps I could grow it in home, but if I wanted to grow indoor CBD hemp flower, I need to have a square footage of only 500. So like uh, just a 500 foot grow, uh, would be your smallest uh, indoor greenhouse, for example. So I could buy a greenhouse and and put it in the, uh, in the yard, uh, and then say, okay, here's my, here's my hemp farm. Would that be something something like, so like, say if it's just for personal use, right. And CBD has now been tough, tough. Yeah. But it's federally okay now. No, it's not. I mean, like the the CBD, the the hemp, the the farm bill was not just completely leaving it without any regulation. There's still a lot of regulation when it comes to hemp and the lawful cultivation thereof, and uh, that's what the USDA got into. And those those regs are uh, going into effect for the 2021 crop year. And so now you hear all these states having uh, their hemp program approved. And so then the person still needs a license to cultivate that hemp uh, at the state level and then also at the federal level because they say, okay, here's here's what we're requiring. States are allowed to do it themselves. So the states are going to police themselves like it very often happens. But then you have to have the state actually have an approved plan. Illinois is not approved. So this is the last crop year that we really have on it. And it's essentially just a free for all out there in Illinois. The total THC is the only thing that matters. And it's exceedingly easy to get your can- uh, your hemp cultivation license. Heck, I might get mine. I mean, semantically, though, uh, couldn't like this would be an argument as far as uh, it's been fairly approved. But now the federal approval itself kind of seems like it, it's geared towards like a business uh you know monopoly type thing whereas like the the individual the civil right is being violated where i should be able to plant a seed because now it's legal it's regulated mm. and it's you know just because we have the second amendment doesn't mean i can just start shooting guns in the city hall you know uh there's there's still gonna be regulations yeah you're right though it's legal so let's let's go to another question uh uh kira i believe is that how you'd pronounce that name Mickey? Kira? I would say, yeah, I would say Kara. Kira. Kara? Kira. 
right. Uh, what's the best form of cannabis for a newbie who doesn't like smoking? What would you say? Uh, you know, it, that was a hard one because it's it's all individual no matter what, right? Uh, even the, the the sativa indica conversation is a, a debate where, you know, most people don't want to be generalized as far as all sativa is a happy-go uh, weed and indica is the uh, lock couch weed. And then you got hybrids. Um, I would just find out. So then that's the other thing, too. Are you in a legal state? Are you in an illegal state? Because if you're in a legal state, then you can buy something with a known uh, property. But if you're in an illegal state, I mean, anybody that tells you, hey, man, this is some kush love. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's right. But then, you know, is it or are they just saying it? But hey, uh, in honor of 420, I'm wearing my special socks. Check us out. I got weed on them. Oh, weed nice. Socks. <laughs> See, I love you because you're such a goofball when it comes. Oh, like, yeah, you're yeah. like a, a lawyer person who's grown up, but yet at the same time, you're like, "Woo, 420." Woo! Yeah, well, you know, it, this is one of the things, though, uh, because of 420 and the business that I'm in, and that'll be another question uh, Nick asked. Or, uh, uh, but next year, I just might give the employees the day off. Be like, guys, uh, here's all our holidays that were closed, and they'll be like, April 20th, we're a weed company. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, apparently in my house, it's going to be a new tradition where instead of Easter, because we're not very, uh, we're not religious, period. But uh, I got them all weed last night. <laughs> so I guess that's going to be our thing next year. I got to make sure that because that hilarious. Well, and then the reason why I bought them weed is because I, I didn't want to share my good weed with them. Yeah. <laughs> so I had se seeds that I found like 10 years ago hmm. and I held on to them for five years and gave it to a friend. And then he finally grew them. And this is the result. That's he great. Like an ounce of this. So nice. I, did, I bought the uh, store weed for my, my kids. And <laughs> and then you got home grow from your own seed for, for you, man. Yeah, I got my plants looking real good. And so I think I'm probably going to get like four or five ounces from it. Um, is it bushy? I, or is it tall? You no, know, it's pretty squat. It's uh, it's an auto grow and it's only maybe about mm. two feet high, but then it's just got these huge colas uh, that are, that's growing from it. So, um, yeah, I'll have to definitely do uh, some reveals on the channel uh, when I when I chop that one. Uh, let's see here. How about another question? Uh, oh, yeah. Tom and Mickey smoke first pot. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Wait, wait, wrong one. Wrong wait, one. wait, wait, wait. That's not a question. You're supposed to like put up questions like this Ohio one. So Ohio hey, and yeah. hemp. First time y'all smoked uh, Tom and Mickey. Let's see. Uh, for me, I, it was 1999 or 98. I'm not sure if I was a freshman in college or a sophomore in college, to be honest. Uh, probably was a freshman. And um, that was the first time that I smoked, you know, so like 98, 99. Um, did, you, uh, did you feel anything from it? Did you? Get oh, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I totally felt uh, all weirded out and smashed a Snickers bar. like just killed it because uh, I was a college swimmer at the time. Probably had similar hair, but, you know, it's more gray now. And... Uh, well, uh, yeah, and then I and then I immediately developed an appreciation for fish. Ah, typical <laughs> Yeah, dude, I was eleven when I first had mine. Wow, eleven. There you go. But I, I didn't get anything out of it. I didn't do it again until I was seventeen. Well, that's good. At least you like tried it. Like, oh, there's no hubbub. It doesn't work for me, and that kind of gives you more um, more ammunition because, like, usually the people that say, "Oh, it doesn't do anything for me," then they just don't smoke it again. You know. Well, I grew up with it. My mom had plants in the backyard and shit, but uh, wow. I grew up in Southern California, so my friend stole it from his biker dad's drawer, and then we went to hide in the, the canyons and smoke. Yep. You know. Kids have been stealing their parents' weed for as long as I can fix. Or Seriously. Stay, you know? 
Oh, sheep work question was slipped. Uh, oh. Sheep work. All right, let's go back into sweep. Oh, there we go. What's the penalty for growing THC and or CBD cannabis without a medical license? That is a question that has a million answers. That are, yeah, like what state? You know, what feds? What who? Who's going to stop you? All those types of things, uh, and and then you'd have to check whatever jurisdiction you're in. And so, uh, if if it's me, uh, who's going to stop me from growing my medical cannabis at my home, compliance in com full compliance with the Cannabis con Regulation and Tax Act? You know, the CRTA that we uh, have in Illinois. Nobody. Uh, now, if I start growing it for profit and I start growing like not five plants, which is the max that you're allowed, but maybe 50 plants, then uh, the uh, penalties for that start to rack up and they change because penalties very often are by weight. And I don't do any criminal law, so I really don't know the criminal ramifications uh, of of what the actual bill is, because I'm so busy trying to comply with all the cultivation and the dispensing sides of the law, and then also the corporate sides of the law. That you know, if somebody gets arrested, I call Jeff. But legalization also depends on uh, um, like the the culture of your area. Uh, have you seen the? Uh, there's a, uh, a Netflix movie that came out about like uh, the use of uh, cross between a Canadian border. Uh, Kid Cannabis. That was the name of the movie. It's based on a true story, but there was a town in the 80s that was all pro weed. And you just walk in and be like, hey, and, and pounds. They would walk out with pounds and come across. British Columbia? Border. Yeah, I believe so in that area. Beastie Bud. That was oh, one, yeah. of the, one of the strains back in the day, you know, pre-98 Bubba Kush strains. You know, back like when names, because they still do the names and the numbers, because that number is the pheno of whatever it was. But yeah, like Gorilla Glue 4, for example, or, or Northern Lights number 5, and then there's there was so many different Northern Lights numbers that were there. And then uh, Afghani number one. I miss Afghani. But I, I think, too, also, because I used to live in Jersey when I was coming up on high school times. And, uh, uh, you know, each like small town area, like the, the whole reason why legalization is so important, because small town power. And, you know, you've got law enforcement that are part of like little individual everybody knows everybody's okay with smoking weed and they bust who they want when they want really it comes down you know selective uh you know uh, prosecution so i mean honestly you just kind of fill your area out too um i had a plant in my backyard last year a little nervous because i have a big apartment building behind me but uh we survived mm -hmm. Well, if you uh, I don't think you have your medical card, but your your home grow law is similar to Illinois. But I think you guys we don't have a home grow law, but I thought you do for medical patients. Yeah, they're allowed five or if you're on the registry 15. But the fact that there's, well, there nothing, you, go. you know, yeah, but that's all we have. We don't have home grow. Like if you're mm -hmm. an adult, you can't grow at home. But I have heard the penalty for like if you do grow at home is fairly minimal. But then again. Any type of information that I get toward me practicing criminal law, I'm like, I'm not doing this. I don't practice criminal law. I don't want to. I don't want to practice criminal law. I'm going to try to avoid getting into it. You know, let's go read some operating agreements. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see here. There That's we a go. Tough one, dude. That is a tough one because I don't know about you, but here in Washington, uh, my recommendation is always to be a bud tender, but the minimum paying wage here is uh, 17 bucks an hour, 18 bucks an hour in the city, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the state, I think it's 12. And then when people network well and do well, they usually become 
something else within the industry that I've seen and make good money at it. Uh, I saw one woman become a, from bud tenor to social media uh, person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which pays, you know, good 50, 60,000 uh, also become managers. I mean, there's different avenues that these yeah. people yeah. would have to know like what his uh, skill set is. So depending on your skill set, you know, it's, there's a way to start. And then uh, all the applicants that I worked with, we all put the living wage uh, stuff in there. So we'd have a calculator for, you know, that's, but that's the floor of it. You see after that, then there is stuff in management in these positions and, and, and those, those could play that, that gets a little bit more difficult because then if you're going from salary uh, to wage, so if he's got this $25 an hour uh, outset of his mind, uh, that that translates into what as a wage and and I'm sorry, what as a salary as opposed to a wage. And then you have to kind of do the math on that. Then you also have to look at the benefits and you have to look yeah. at just the benefits, but like the time off, the education, all the upside for working at that cannabis company. And then you have to it, it makes the pricing a little bit difficult because Sure, they might only offer you $17 an hour, let's say, but their health care might be fantastic. And so that, that health care might be worth uh, hundreds of dollars a, a month, or they might have uh, educational opportunities for you to continue to earn new certifications in cannabis. That might be worth something. Well, I think, you, I think you nailed it when you said what's your skill set, because I, I think uh, any job in any industry is laterally uh, – in the cannabis like if you're a marketing guy mm-hmm. you, can, you can do marketing in cannabis if you're a even a welder like i've seen people who are uh doing signs for just cannabis businesses you know there's a lot of money to be made out there off of just like what is it the auxiliary companies well the auxiliary companies are going to have a lot of opportunity as well and, uh, and then it's it is you know your skill sets uh, because these co- cannabis companies are companies. So what do companies need? They need bookkeepers. They need social media people or AKA marketing people. Uh, they need people that are smart, people that know how to write, people that can think critically. And maybe uh, also they, of course, they need finance guys. So, you know, I did say bookkeeper, but hey, man, you, you've got three more minutes before 420. What are you I'm doing? Just, I've been just, just, just getting ready. Hey, you know, I did, you know what? For most people, it's 420. For me, it's Monday. Another day at the office. <laughs> yep. But, and, and, you know, uh, knowing that we're going to do this today, because um, I, I think on every 420, do you go to events? Do you do stuff usually on 420? Yeah, but, you know, um, really, the thing is, I was a practicing lawyer at a firm that didn't have a cannabis section until, like, 2016, 17. And so, like, you know, it was just, like, no, you're working, right? Like, where's all that stuff that you're supposed to give us or we'll fire you? Yeah, yeah I just, uh, for me, uh, because of my face or whatever, oh, you know, what I've oh. done, I get a lot of access to things and I've done parties and shit, but I'm only there for like an hour just to give handshakes and hugs. And then I bounce out because to me, the importance of 420 is to think about those that are locked up and and to to to, to be a proper citizen, you know, to, to be the absolute, opposite of the uh stereotype awesome yep well still waiting on jb pritzker to give us this type of information regarding uh, not just covid19 but like are we going to still be under these types of lockdown orders and if so for how long all that type of stuff you know Too but, much. You know, you're right you're absolutely right about the um 
Absolutely right about the uh, uh, activism aspect of it. And that's why I was wearing that Freelance Glory shirt yesterday. And if you guys haven't checked it out, please do check out our interview with Patience Without Time. No, is it Patience Out of Time? Yeah, Patience Out of Time. And Mary Lynn. Yeah, Mary Lynn was great um, yesterday. And uh, it was a wonderful episode. So she, they've been working at this legalization thing for as long as it's been, well, 25 years. And then you have normal they sent out a really nice video today and they've been going at it for 50 years. And this is the most legal it's ever been. And it's still illegal. But, yeah. uh, you know, we're getting there, man. We are getting there. And that's why this is important, too, because people we deserve to celebrate. You deserve to be happy and enjoy like, yes, I'm a fucking cannabis consumer and uh, uh, whatnot, you know, and, and but also recognize that we have a long way to go, baby. Yeah, we do have a long way to go. So, um, let's did get- you know there are 420s and 420 at 420 on 420? There's 420, 420 on 420. Well, you know, here we go again because it is about to be 420 in NYC. So, you know, let's, let's smoke one for the COVID survival. That'd be so dope if we had like a ball, dude. East Coast. What's that? Next year, we need a ball. A ball. Oh, my gosh. Should well, should you have a ball that drops in 420, or you should have something else? There a lighter, is, 420, a lighter, a lighter, a lighter that drops in 420. I don't know about that lighter that drops 420, dude. Like, like one of those high thoughts that you're like, man, that was a good idea. No, it wasn't. You were just high. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's most shit I do, uh, man. <laughs> uh, but yes, I do think we need some type of countdown and uh, a lighter that drops or um, uh, so uh, some type of countdown. But then you're always going to have somebody who's already been 420 too hard and be like, what? Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, 420 and too hard. Uh, favorite stoner movie? Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy? Jeez, that was barely a stoner movie, but it was totally a stoner movie. Uh, I kind of think Bill and Ted's was a stoner movie before they could make stoner movies. You know, like they were just too dude in that. But then mine was probably The Big Lebowski. Okay. Uh, you know, Pineapple Express is another excellent. Yes, one. classic. Yeah. Um, and honestly, dude, I've never finished Big Lebowski. My kids hate me for it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The dude like, well, that one really wasn't that much of a, he was a classic stoner, but then, I mean, I really, I don't like Cheech and Chong still smoking the one where they went to new, I'm sorry, Amsterdam. That one I thought it wasn't all that great, but uh, you know, up and smoke was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Excellent stoner movie. Well, the Up and Smoke was more like segments and comedy. Like they, they were, cause they were sketch comedy guys beforehand, you know, half baked. Ah, classic. Yeah. That movie did terrible. Or how high? But you know, uh, how high? Oh my gosh, I haven't seen. How, I haven't thought about how high. Isn't that where they smoked their dead friend? Yeah. Uh, what was I just saw something yesterday too? And I, I'm a little spaced out. <laughs> Why would you be spaced out at 420? Well, again, uh, I see I people took- donations for clones if they are patients. Is this some sort of gray area in the law when it comes to selling seeds or clones? Any insight would be appreciated. Um, I'd say no. Uh, how, and then again, it's also preferenced by, well, what law applies? What's the jurisdiction? You have to start looking at those things. But then uh, you have to look at how much of it. So like, OK, let's say that that clone weighs an ounce, right, or less than an ounce, even though it's still wet. I think you're allowed to gift up to an ounce of cannabis in Illinois. And so like if it weighed less than an ounce and it was free. 
Uh, and especially then you have to look to look at those like mitigating factors. Like, is it a medical patient? Okay. Is the medical patient complying with, is the medical patients grow complying with medical patient grow requirements? You know, is it just five plants or less? So like you don't have 50 of these clones, you have one. And then that clone is, is something that you would use to grow uh, your medical supply. Another thing that is coming up is potlucks. Think about medical potlucks, right? If you can gift an ounce, and then so I'm growing uh, bubble squanch, and so it's got you know some bubble gum Kush strain, and but it's on auto flower, and then I'll have like ounces of it, and I'll be like, man, I wish I had some gorilla glue, and somebody else might have just pulled down some gorilla glue plants, and and so maybe there's going to be medical potlucks in the future. That would hmm. be interesting. That's what we call farmers markets. Uh, farmers markets usually charge you. You know, that's the thing. It's not like. It's not a barter. It's a barter system, or like you know. No, I'm no, I get it to you, but I I'm gonna also you know. Oh, thank you for giving this ounce of gorilla glue to me. Please help yourself to one of my ounces of wedding cake. You know. You know, I think the stereotype of the '60s with like the peace-loving hippie is what killed the uh, the culture economy of cannabis because uh, we were always trying to think of a back way to do things like like. You know, here it wasn't like there's no money exchange. Or when Prop 215 passed, it was like you can't make money off of this. Like the plant doesn't grow free, you know. Yeah. Right. It, you know, it, sorry, the newts and the and the lights and all that stuff. But the thing is, there's just such demand for the plant. People will pay the 50, 60. Again, uh, how much was an eighth of dank when you were growing up? When you were 18, started to smoke well, weed, and you wanted to buy good weed, how much was an uh, an eighth of dank? I think an eighth was like, dude, I mean, being, because I've always been like the dude that sold weed too. So I'm trying to like, you know, I'd buy bulk and then I would sell like grams for five bucks. a piece. I would always make like just 20 bucks off the ounce or whatever, you know? Hmm. Um, so it was like, I was always the weed guy. Always had access to like reasonably priced. But like this, uh, uh, so I mean, what's your point though, as far as the price goes with the dank back when I was a kid to now? I mean, it kind of seems like the same, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. So like I paid $60 for good weed that came with the name and no seeds. Or if it did have a seed, you'd save that seed. Yeah. And um, and that was 20 years ago when I was in college. And so now when I go down to the medical dispensary, I can buy cookies for 65 an ounce. I'm sorry, 65 and eighth. I can buy Revolution high quality, delicious weed for $59 an eighth. I can buy Arise or uh, New Bedford Grow, two other smaller name brands in uh, uh, Illinois for $49 an eighth. So, yeah, I mean, like it's I mean, like it's like the price of gas. Did you see the price of gas today? Well, the barrels are negative now or some shit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a How's barrel of oil is worthless and so you're being ready. legalized. And we're fixing global warming. <laughs> the best 420 ever, you know? Seriously, though. I, I mean, you know, a lot of people got checks they needed and fucking hopefully everybody's having the best day they can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think we are. Uh, let's go for some more comments. One of them I'm going to, uh, you know, reference. So, you know, keep the, if you have any, any questions about the industry, go for yeah, it. Feel free. One of the things is, Let's see here. Uh, let's let's. Hey, Lauren, show one of the ones that you've put into the banners. 
All right. When will India legalize cannabis? That is from uh, Bilal on Instagram. That was a great show. And so do check out our, our video where we interviewed the founder uh, of like, what was it, Legalize India? They are way behind, uh, way behind, but they have a, such a culture. On yeah. it. So like it, I bet that they will legalize and we're working pretty hard to like, you know, try to explain to them like how we've legalized it in Illinois and like, please do that, you know, help your people. Uh, and well, it, Vicky had great information and yeah. a passion. And I think he's on the path to, to, to change. He's, it's all about changing opinion of government. Right. Uh, right. you know, uh, this is why I was quitting you as far as, you know, the process and you learn about your, you know, cause you know about, bicameral camera all the stuff that i really you know how governments run right uh right. And, and then also we're all kind of running off of the goddamn european system somewhat right like are we all not like the king's freaking whatever nope, nope. that's not cool that's no. uh, the only state that is like that is louisiana is the only one there's a difference in the way that uh, freedom government works mm. uh, around the world there's what they call civil law and then there's what they call common law okay civil law is basically all of europe and common law is the British colony. So like anywhere that was a British colony is probably uh, common law. Australia, mm. South Africa, uh, Canada. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, Canada probably is too. Uh, Britain. And so that's where you have statutes and then you have opinions of cases that interpret those statutes. Uh, so like, you know, your, your rights, your proven, you're innocent until proven guilty, all that type of stuff. That's yeah. different than the civil law system where you have statutes and those are just the laws. So like the, it's inverted uh, in the sense that you're guilty until proven innocent and all mm -hmm. sorts of other crap that goes along with their, their, their change in law style. And I've never really had to do international law. So I haven't gotten outside of the uh, common law that we have here in, in the States, but I know mm. that because Louisiana was French, uh, they had some mm. civil law roots. Well, I just, I, you know, I was, I was trying to point out is, uh, you know, in India, you know, they have, what, aren't they also, but they're Western uh court systems right or democracy or i don't know what proper term we use okay because like that is uh, one of those questions that's a poser in the sense that they were an indian colony i'm sorry they were an english colony yeah so they may have left that imprint on there but um it was interesting in the sense that they said that india kind of banned it because that was the last year that they could qualify <laughs> before they would so they could get some money and then as soon as they uh, prohibited oh, it they all of a sudden were able to get a whole bunch more um loans and stuff do you have a Oh, hey, hold on. I'm going to go get my uh, neighbor's basketball jumped over. Oh, cool. So your neighbor's basketball jumped <laughs> over. All right. Well, let's answer another question while Miggy is uh, getting his basketball. Yeah, we Lauren? had one from the YouTube community. Uh, Alexander Carrillo asked, when will Illinois let people know they have cho been chosen for a dispensary? You kind of answered that in the beginning, but maybe you just topped on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of those questions that we really don't know the answer to. And I think that that's something that um, J.B. Pritzker would probably need to do an executive order to if they push it anymore. But I don't recall anything, uh, any specific date being in the statute regarding the, the, the statutory date other than May of that year. And then for the other licenses, which you still have 10 more days to get in because they aren't, you don't have to have them postmarked until uh, April 30th. Those ones, uh, I think July is when we'll know. So May 1st is 11 days away. It's conceivable that uh, they might announce it on May 1st, 
or we'll hear that there's more continuation probably from an executive order or who knows, because I'm not sure where they are in the process of scoring these applications. I know they're scoring them. I know that people have gotten uh, 10 day notices, but um, only one of my clients has, and he took care of that two weeks ago. So it's, it's coming. Is there a, cause I imagine the government is behind or trying to restructure around this new pandemic. Is there talks of like what they're doing? Are they going to be coming back in session eventually? Like, is there, well, be back. everybody will be back. Yeah. Don't necessarily. No. And like, I haven't really heard anything out of them. The only people that you really hear anything out of is just the governor goes on TV and says what's happening for the day. And we had like another thousand plus cases in Illinois and 50 deaths or something like that. So like, we're, Hopefully on the downside, but I mean, it's still people are. Dude, we're, these freaks and protests, man, it's only going to make for a part two of this bullshit. Yeah. Well, I've heard that sunshine kills it. So <laughs> I heard Indica helps. So, you know, I've heard Indica helps. I've heard that from different continents. Ooh, Israel is trying to use it in a, a study. I saw that in the, I posted in our little group chat. Um, oh. uh, but there's a, yeah, Israel, some places trying to use uh, cannabis to, to help the immune system fight COVID-19. Hospital to, be to, to begin treating virus patients with cannabis. Uh-huh. And it says uh, closure of Benai, Barak, parts of Jerusalem set to expire, likely won't be renewed. Okay, that's interesting. But I don't know the uh, actual... It was, it was, it was just a... Uh, um, I guess it's like a blog, a live blog, because mm -hmm. uh, not a full story because you just get the information out there. Wow. Um, you know, when you go to those foreign sites, sometimes it's kind of strange, but, you know, they're, they're more respectable than half the shit we got here in the United States. So we actually <laughs> study it. But that was something that came out. Uh, Mexico uh, has kicked it again. Yeah. So Mexico now is uh, how many more months did they give them? Because that uh, the Supreme Court gave them until April 30th to legalize cannabis. And then because of COVID, taking cannabis legalization. I don't know, man. I, with Mexico, I believe in conspiracy theories, and I bet the cartels are still trying to figure out how to get their peace. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, honestly, Mexico is such a, a twist. Very corrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but you have to look at for the art because India is corrupt too. But I'm I'm wondering if though they seem in, uh, intelligent, the the populace goes as far as uh, the respecting of the rights. And I think uh, with their past history, you know, it just makes sense. Like. It's like someone coming yeah, here. They have a culture. They're like, yeah. culture, uh, not Costa Rica, Colombia. Like, it makes sense that Colombia uh, is a player again in cannabis on an international market because that's where Bobby Tuna was getting the, 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 the land race shit. Yeah. The, the land race from. That's where the Santa Rosa gold was being grown. It's perfect climate to grow that flower. And so I understand the, the position uh, that, you know, and it's not just, um, Colombia or, or India, Morocco. Uh, Morocco has a tradition and history when it comes to hash and cannabis culture. So oh, yeah. why haven't they legalized it there to start exporting it into Europe lawfully as opposed to how they're doing it now? They're just smuggling it into Europe. Yeah. You or, know what's funny? Uh, yeah. I just I always find it funny how we're always every four years or whatever it is, there's always something, right? We're always disheveled. We're always fucked up. And then, you know, you think, Hey, cannabis can cure a lot of our problems, like socially, economically. I'd say it's a 10 year thing. I'd say every 10 years we get our titty in a vice and uh, we get in trouble. And then, so we, uh, we have one of these. So like, you know, 10 years ago, shit, what happened? Anything? Uh, uh, shit. Nineties. No shit. 2010. Goddamn world. 
shit 90s. You were just thinking that 30 years ago was 10 years ago. That's great. I know, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, no, but uh, the 90s were 30 years ago. I want you to remember that. And uh, it, it was like, so in the 1990, that was like the desert storm. We started blowing people up. Uh, 2001, same oh, yeah. thing. And oh, then uh, 2010, I, you know what I bet it was? It was responsive web design. Oh. And Twitter. Well, the internet's how old? No, about 20 years old, right? No, the internet no. uh, first website went live in 1991. Mm. I mean, like for me, it's always been, you know, you and I have always been like the trolls or the, you know, the nerds understood, you know, shit. GeoCities. GeoCities. MySpace. <laughs> Compact computers. I had a, a Commodore 64. Cool. Let's see here. Um Miggy, question about the percent of the one of you guess. Tommy Anderson question through an email. Thanks. No problem, man. Uh, happy to, you know, one of these things. Ask you anything. I yeah, expired yeah. on my address. Uh, yeah, scroll up to address it. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Illinois, again, um, you can look at the, uh, the new law and see where exactly it says uh, what the penalties are if you're growing uh, up to five cannabis plants for your personal use, even though you're not a medical patient. That might be one of the things that we can answer in real time. Uh, you know, we do sit on the Internet. It's literally we're all sitting. And so, so the Internet has these things. And um, so the way to find that, I guess, would be for me to go here, go here, do this one. Hit share. And like, yeah, yeah, and here's our channel, guys. So don't forget to like and subscribe on that. Uh, but then we'll, why don't we just go to I, oh, my uh, my art, this thing needs to wake up for us. So the uh, Cannabis uh, Regulation and Tax Act. That's what it was. Regulation hmm. and Tax Act. Oh, I'd already seen it down there. Here's this one. Uh, personal use. It's under Article 10. And then uh, I think it's five, five plants, five plants. So this only appears twice. An Illinois qualifying resident can have that. And then where's plant number two? And, and a dwelling residence in closed lock space or piece of property, not divided into multiple dwellings, do not contain more than five plants at any one time. Uh, and those are the only times when that uh, appears. Now, that basically means the other thing that, you know, this, again, please remember, I am not a criminal lawyer. Uh, so you would then need to go look at another statute, probably the Illinois Cannabis Control Act, which says uh, what the penalties are for cannabis cultivation. And, and you can find out what those are. Or you can get a medical card and then grow five plants in your own home uh, like a normal person would. Uh, but you see this part right here, the amendatory provisions. This is technically like uh, half of the Illinois uh, cannabis laws because it's been so criminalized for so many years that uh, the, uh, the amendments, and again, uh, they're just referenced in this. So like you would, you would go there, but when you actually had the bill and that's why when they said, you know, Hey, that bill is 600 pages long, 300 pages were straight up amendments. And you'd have to go read the amendments to the provisions that have criminalized this plan. Again, I am not a criminal lawyer. That's <laughs> good. You're, we're, we're like your, your, your high school uh, brother's friend who like before Joe Rogan's podcast, you know, like, you know, a cop's got to tell you that he's a cop before he sells it. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, that's, that does sound like entrapment and entrapment should be a thing. 
you know, and that was kind of like uh, Weldon Angela. Remember we had him on the Weldon project and like you heard yeah. his story and I'm like, that's not entrapment. I can't Dude. believe it. Yeah. And that's the problem with like uh, legalization, like if with our social justice system, our justice system, period, like mm -hmm. so much correction would happen if we would just have this plant be normalized, you know, have a the the capitalist approach, you know, here in Washington, like I said, in the, back in the beginnings when uh, um, it was medical, it was a it was a free market, but it was uh, it was nice. It was it, there was no. Uh, real bad I, I, there was no bad aspects of it you know i mean we went from medical to recreational and we right. were dab dabbing and doing stuff behind the scenes that they weren't we weren't out and about you know doing it we didn't display pot leaves everywhere but then the dollar signs were there because uh it's like the events you know you're at hemp fest and i keep telling you how all this shit is all anti-climatic yeah um and it's kind of like a 420 for me it's like I really enjoy hanging out with friends. And that's what I, you know, this, this pandemic shit stopping is like, well, I mean, it's nice that you and I get to kick it. And, and, and well, we've smoke. been kicking it for a while. Like this is the only yeah. way you can kick it. You live in Seattle. I live yeah. in Peoria, Illinois, you know, um, but when it comes to events, Peoria, Illinois, what? But like events though, like, like yeah. cannabis events are the most low bearing. Um, oh, like I, I, I feel so bad because like this industry is kind of a, a trade show event based industry. Because it's it's marketing, it's networking, it's learning stuff, it's trying to find people like me. Like we were, we still are probably going to buy uh, a whole bunch of uh, tickets to trade shows. But think about how social distancing is going to change those. And so, like, because our uh, cannabis consulting company was always online, because you know, again, when you're in Peoria, Illinois, you really have to bring yourself to the world. And if you want to bring yourself to the world, there's YouTube, there's Google. People ask that thing 80,000 billion questions a second. So if you're answering those questions, people will find you. Yeah. And here's the funny thing, dude. I mean, uh, everything I've done has been online. Like I haven't, I've never visited. So even when back in the day, in the early days, you know, that's how good of a troll I've been. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. all that shit's just over. Like I, 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 uh, uh, I don't, uh, have the time or energy to be the troll anymore. More like, that's good. You know, what about this though? What do you think about uh, saturation of new growers with weed is tainting the industry? What do we think about that? Again, not, go ahead. You know, capitalism. So that was what was good about Washington's market when it was medical, right? Like we would have a, a, a farmer's market or a dispensary could just, you could walk up to a dispensary. I just grew this. They inspect it. They decide if it's good enough for them to put on their shelves. It was a quality market where, you had to compete against other quality products. You know, I went to a farmer's market and I was picking through the guy's weed and I saw fucking dog hair. And I'm like, yeah. dude, you couldn't hold You couldn't like separate, like you're trying to make money at this shit. You don't, yeah. you know, that's, I'm not telling you how you do your business, dude, but, uh, yeah. You know, but uh, did your dog grow this weed for you? I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 yeah but I do one, like the regulation. I like the, that there's health aspects to it. So like, you know, that dog hair wouldn't have been in the medical grade stuff. If it was highly regulated like that. So uh, I like that. And then I also enjoy that more people learn how to grow. And so I like to, in our, and I didn't necessarily, I mean, I advised teams to it. I still advise teams to it. I want to like, you know, John saying how he misses cannabis events. I miss cannabis events. I wanted to help form a, a craft cannabis cup, you know, because Illinois has got this new type of license. There's going to be an exclusive number of people that have that. And, you know, to create a culture of, of growers, 
and to create a culture of high quality cannabis and like understanding what goes into the plant and how to make it tasty and how to make it medical and all that type of stuff. That's what we really need to um, it's cultivate. It's it's what I want to have in our culture uh, of Illinois cannabis so that, um, you know, it's good that more people are learning how to grow, but they shouldn't learn how to grow crap. They should learn how to grow for taste, for quality, for what you're going after. And, and just so they really understand how to do it. And maybe they'll be able to take those skills and grow other stuff so that the next time the pandemic hits, we'll all have enough. Well, I guess food really Food, yeah, well, the only food that really ran out was like canned beans for like well, five minutes. We're everybody else is gonna go vegetarian pretty soon because all these fucking meat places have people getting sick all of a sudden. But uh, uh, with the, with the uh, like the, the cannabis, um, uh, because you're saying shit, man, recap what you're saying. <laughs> Because I had a thing is that like it's a good thing that more people know how to grow oh. cannabis, and I don't I don't want like okay so yeah sure some of your first batches might suck you're gonna have uh, runs that you fuck up and you're gonna learn and then you know you're going to get better at cannabis but even amongst like the the stuff that I got for the fifty bucks you know uh, from New Bedford Grow or that might not be its name I'd have to have it here to see. Uh, it wasn't that tasty. It looks kind of nice. I thought it would look like it was, uh, picked a little bit early and it wasn't mm. cured very well. So it doesn't have very much of a flavor. But then when I get some revolution cannabis, that stuff is usually always just like right there. It's real nice. And, um, and then, I mean, I'm interested to try cookies. Uh, and how did the, how did cookies get in? Did cookies buy a license? Did cookies do a licensing agreement? Uh, you know, well, they, would, they would license their brand of genetics, but that that's kind of interesting that the, the brands are now starting to go uh, interstate. I was going to jump on to when you said that you wanted someone to grow medical, which in with me and my understanding of cannabis is that all of it, if it's grown properly, is going to be medical no matter what, you know, like like it might not have the same because like you're saying that stuff that you just smoked was not tasty, whatever, undergrown. But was yeah. it pur- was it purged right? Did it? uh um you know, did it leave a harshness in you because no it you know, wasn't it, harshness it, it just was flavorless you know yeah so no terpenes probably right like something shitty nothing um it was fine mean? like you know don't get me wrong i would have thought it was bomb ass weed if i was in college uh but yeah did it meet bar uh, and, and this is what a good open market would, would would give you this is what we had in washington this is what um our snob society about is because all these medical patients that were consumers no quality and we weren't paying out the ass at the time i could buy a really good ounce of quality for like 50 bucks like wow purge beautiful and that's because these are all homegrown people competing against each other you know oh we got here we got another question so this one's uh where letters be sent out of corrections need to be made to the application uh maybe so like the the there will be notices sent out if they have questions if they believe that your application is deficient so that they can't give you a proper score. Uh, mm-hmm. In that instance, they may give you a notice and it would be a 10 day notice. And then they, they explain to you very, very clearly how to respond to those 10 day notices. Uh, and from calendaring to emails to uh, what specifically was missing. If you guys have any questions about those, you hit me at Tom at collateral base. I can help you out with yours and best of luck on them. 
and as a representative, because you're the representative, does that like do they blast you a group email like you get it, and then all your customers, or is it just you as a point of contact? No, it's uh, well, it depends. Like again, I was put as point of contact on some of the teams, but not all the teams want you as the point of contact. They want their internal people on, on as the point of contact. So then sometimes it's forwarded along to me from them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, cool. If you need any help on that, let me know. So you uh, just take that. Right on. So you try to take ownership when you can, but some people are just control freaks. It's their business. I'm just, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm advising them. I'm just counseling how I would do it. Yeah. Ooh, we got some Nigerian silver and in the pines in this joint. Um, oh. Dude, uh, Johnny. That's great. I'm glad that people have that type of uh, availability to high quality cannabis. Dude, Johnny Green's joint for today, he's putting 13 strains together that he saved up from different events. Yeah, any any uh, headway getting him on the show? I'm sure we can. I can hit him up. I just haven't. Um, yeah, no, he's down. Well, we we are missing a Sunday show, so uh, if he wanted to see if he's busy Sunday, we can talk to him. Yeah, yeah, I'll holler. You know, he's he's just more of a cubicle warrior guy. You know, uh, the only time he's been in front of the camera that I've seen was uh, during the Netflix special, um, the one with uh, was it always yeah. green. Uh, yeah, it's a Netflix special. It's always greener and it's a beautiful history. I mean, if you guys haven't seen that, check it out. They oh, really yeah. do a lot more of New York in the 40s and the jazz history on it. And I didn't really cover that in that book of mine, which I'm waiting on getting a quote. So I'm going to get more of those and then we can start giving away uh, books in addition to. Hey, man. Yeah. You still got an ass load of this Boveda stuff? Oh, dude, I just got paid, so I'm able to fucking back, backlog and start sending some of the old shits ones. That, cause I, that gentleman, I haven't sent him out in Washington yet, and I and I want to send more out. Okay. Well, I still have, like, you know, boxes of this stuff. So, again, yeah. if you guys want Boveda, let me know. Uh, and then I'll also, I like to throw in a dube tube, and sometimes I throw in a book. And I what about this one? What's that? No, it's that's it's a uh, never mind. Here you go. Uh, will there be another extension for applications? That's another question that I'm getting a lot, and I'm not sure we've already answered it, but we might as well do it again. Uh, I don't know, and if there will be another extension, that's something that uh, JB Pritzker is going to need to do. And so the previous two were through executive order, so I assume that this one also need to be exe- through executive order. And that executive order, I don't know when it's going to happen. You see, uh, simply because. The last time they extended it, it was released like that Saturday morning. So I'm kind of telling people like, hey, yeah, you don't have to mail it. You know, we'll mail it on the 30th for you because I have no idea if he's going to be like, nah, another two weeks. Um, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think it's it's going to be over phase one opening or whatever by April 30th and then just get them in by that day. And of course, you just have to go to the post office. How long does it take you to go to the post office, right? Yeah, five minutes, you know, but you know, this during this time, I, I don't think you, you know, like you said, you can't predict shit. And uh, with this pandemic, you don't know if, it, if there's gonna be another, you know, these guys are making issues or decisions day to day, right? So, all you can hope for is that one decision that says, Hey, we're gonna be done with them tomorrow or whenever. Cool, cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool one that I, I get sometimes. Can CBD be turned into Delta 9 THC? That's a no, right? Well, it can be grown. It can, no. Well, the plant, like a hemp plant, can turn into a THC plant. Like, is that the CBD oh. and CBG conversion to Delta 8 and Delta 9? Really? Like how? Like chemically and stuff. 
Oh, shit. Like infrared heat, stainless labs, flasks, science flasks. Uh, you know, what's that? DNA? Hoses, sea bleach, and wow. 110 milligram of oil pentene solution is taken from mother liquor. Ah, uh, mother liquor. But uh, I'm not really sure. And anyway, it looks like if you just Google it, uh, how to convert CBD into Delta 8THC, you will get even patents. Wow. Fascinating, isn't it? And so uh, worldwide application. Let's see. When's it going to expire? Uh, adjusted expiration. So this one's still good for a few more years. And I think we should probably, uh, we're going to go live with Miggy who's reporting from weed. Yeah. Uh, I wish I wish I had a better camera, dude. You know, it's coming through pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's a good weed reporting right there. You know what? I like to invest in a microscope that I can go live with that you can go over the weed. Well, the, let's let's troubleshoot that. This is the only problem, like, because I wanted to buy new gear for the 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 team and all that. And we should buy more gear, uh, but you know, because of COVID, everybody started buying microphones and webcams, and they pushed the price to the moon. So I'm like, we'll buy new ones soon. Yeah, you know we're good. Everybody's podcasting. I mean, how many fucking podcasts are going on today just for 420? Oh my gosh! If you're joining us from another one of those 420 podcasts, thank you and welcome. And again, it's 420 somewhere. Here we go again. (laughs) I tell you what, you're welcome, Wobble. You know, somebody uh, had some bovita packs a few weeks ago. There you go, dude. I can't wait to get mine off today, or at least this week. I get a book uh yeah sure i'll mail you a book man uh just email uh just email me and then i'll i'll Ooh. go ahead and get you a book and uh hang on let me just let me see how i can put my oh, there it is there's my email address and, so, uh, ohio cannabis is a friend of the pod as far as uh he's been sending me some stuff and uh because he's part of free ohio and uh, uh they have uh do you know um uh Fucking the the guy from Blow the the movie who's based on um, Boston oh, George. Yeah. Okay. So Boston George is supporting Free Ohio, and Boston George has been making statements in support of. And I remember when Boston George um, when he first got out, and uh, uh, you know the movie came about, and people were frowning upon him because you know the movie's based off cocaine and uh, his cocaine sales and whatnot. But um, Boston George actually, it's so funny, Prohibition drove Boston George to sell cocaine because Boston George was selling marijuana for first. And then he got busted for his marijuana smuggling. And while in prison, he met his cocaine connection who, who offered to uh, help make more money. But you know, the guy's a true, true weed head. And uh, um, I think it's great that he's supporting free Ohio. Uh, I hope more people recognize that the, the drug war has caused more victims than it's helped, you know? Oh, it absolutely has. But um, hopefully, uh, Ohio gets legalization. I just think that uh, the model that they were trying to go with, uh, I don't think they're going to have success getting enough of a coalition to to vote that into law, just because it seemed like it was too monopolistic, to be honest. It did, but I'm curious if they do, though. Wouldn't that be interesting if, because, uh, again, some states are, or some places are small town uh, mentality, small, yeah. you know. Uh, right. Right, but um, we'll see. I I support open markets in cannabis. Oh. I I want I want decentralized licenses. I mean, I realize that it's a highly regulated industry and it's got barriers to entry that are fairly high. And to the extent that you can relax and reduce those, so that um, 
you know, you get into the ballpark of less than $5 million for a business venture, then uh, reasonable business people can organize and fund, self-fund uh, those types of things. I mean, if you look at a dispensary, it'll only being like a million bucks or less. That, uh, I mean, and, and then you really have different costs because like the dispensary is not a million bucks. You know, the dispensary, if you have like a great application, you've paid like a hundred, two hundred thousand $200,000 for that. So then you win and uh, your budget on the actual build out and all that other stuff might only be another one to $300,000. Depends on like how Apple store you want your your stuff, right? Uh, how much yeah. you spend on all the bells and whistles on, on that end as opposed the, to just doing something that looks nice and, and clean and is fairly inexpensive and then has all the security compliance that you need. So that you can just be uh, and then compete with customer service. I mean, it'll be it'll be clean, it'll be nice, but you know, it's not like you're trying to wow them with, oh my gosh, is that marble? I can't believe that, you know. <laughs> well, you know, Ohio's still facing the issue of uh, um, arresting uh, their uh, patients. So, right, I, I think if they can get the because that's a form of recreation. If they got that through, it might in a lot of cases because uh, as our, our friend, you know, Glenn and Peggy, they're they're still pending. Uh, yeah. and it's been on 357 days. Uh, Nathaniel's got a question. Uh, he sees people advertising for buds and concentrates on Twitter offering competitive prices. Um, smart on you, Nathaniel, for not purchasing that because uh, yeah, I don't I believe purchase any weed on Twitter, but um, no, again, like well, I thought one of the now it was before websites, uh, it was because of the World Wide Web 1991. And before that, like if you wanted to get use the Internet, you usually had to be at college. And so I thought one of the first transactions ever to happen via like uh, the Internet, you know, the proto Internet, like back in the 70s, was literally buying weed with a pizza or yeah. something like that uh, from uh, Stanford. I mean, it's it's an old study that I can't really recall, but that would be something to look up. Uh, you know, what was the first transaction done online? I thought it was buying weed uh, or or a pizza. Or I thought it was weed for pizza. You know, I got this. But uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, like, there's just so many people that are growing that are trying to sell and move product. Uh, but then again, there's also law enforcement that would be trying to trap you. So I, I don't recommend um, buying or selling weed uh, on Twitter. Well, Twitter, Instagram, any of these freaking, um, you know, if you're not in a legal state, just don't freaking do it. It's not no. worth it. Uh, you know, it's the only reason I stayed out of jail is because everybody I've known and met or done business with, I've met and known in person. You don't, don't do things online. Don't, don't, right. don't trust. Yeah. Right. Don't, do it. don't be doing that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see how Lauren's doing. Lauren, you, you just smoking pot back there? Yes, indeed. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. Well, nice. I mean, like we really just have to plug ourselves on that. But I wanted to say thanks for everybody like taking uh, some time out of their day to ask some questions about cannabis and to smoke some cannabis. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining, everyone. As always, make sure you like and subscribe. To keep Who do we got on Wednesday? This Wednesday, we're having Frank Lane from, I think it's Cannabis FN. They okay. do some cannabis trading stocks. So they're going to come on with some tips and talk about cannabis stocks. So that's going to be cool. Cannabis stocks. Yeah, we'll ask him about Josh Kincaid. He's our cannabis stock guy that you know, sometimes we like to talk to him. Well, and we had the Bulls guy on too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, MJ Bulls. Yeah. MJ yeah. Bulls. So, uh, so much money. All right. But thanks, guys, <laughs> so much. You know, I appreciate the, you, know, you all like, you know, viewing and I'm getting beclemmed for talking too long and smoking ball, you know, the vape pen. Yeah, I'll do that to you, brother. Yeah. yeah. All right. Happy, Happy 420, everybody. Very good.